When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Even though I played a lot of games, I'm not in that dressing room right now. Right now. I don't know what's the difference, but I think part of it has to be the comfort level of your superstars. Those guys feel comfortable going out there because they know that if they go into the corners, if something happens, they've got you know guys on their team that are going to back them. Everybody who doesn't really play the game thinks, "Oh, I would do it," but you know when you're getting your head hammered into the glass, and it, uh, it 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 takes a toll on you. Not a lot of fun. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. We continue broadcasting live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino in lovely yet cold Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And this is going to be a lot of fun. Let's get them on your screens. Ryan Ballantyne joining us from the CFL Horseman podcast, blogger of the Stampeders, chief punk out here in Calgary. How you doing, Ryan? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad to finally kind of be down here while you're doing a Grey Eagle show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, there's, there's been a lot of them, and um, I'm glad to see you kind of making a residence here and, you know, Me getting too. to leave the rectangle. <laughs> it's nice to see you somewhere else and, and, you know, in maybe less friendly confines. And it's getting friendlier. Every day. I'll tell you that. Like that. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So I said to the CFL fan, I've been pumping it, and you've been here for a while. I said, you want to talk. CFL, spring football, whatever, with this guy. He's a big name in CFL media circles. I'm going to turn your mic up. Oh, sure. Same thing, and move that right in a little closer yeah, to you. you so, the, you know, the people are, the viewers are clamoring for the football talk, and I okay. certainly get it. I mean, last hour we covered it all with Kevin Smith at Global, Nolan Meyer, the Blades. We did the hockey, we did the golf, and they'd really love the football talk, as you know, right? Mm. And uh, we've come to the right place. And I'm going to start our conversation with this. And we'll be sprinkling in viewer comments here, too. Sure. Um, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is this. Spring football. What will you be watching this weekend on the opening kickoff? USFL, fan-controlled football league, both or neither? And Clark, you're going to have to tell me, Producer Clark, what's leading on Facebook if you can? Uh, neither is leading. Neither. How about that? Neither. <laughs> <laughs> Most people aren't going to be watching it at all. And on Twitter, running away with it, 76% of the vote saying neither. They're not going to watch either the USFL or fan-controlled football. 0% have voted for fan-controlled football, the league that features Johnny Manziel and Terrell Owens. So, okay, Ryan, we can start there. If you got to vote, what are you voting for? I mean, I'm probably voting for neither. Um, honestly, like, I... These flash-in-a-pan football leagues are great. They come in, they steal a couple players, they sign a couple washed-up guys, they try and make a splash, and then two years from now, they're folded. They're, they run yeah. out of money and they disappear. And that's because sp- no one cares about spring football. Clearly. You know, everyone th- says that the NFL is this massive monolith and everybody, you know, and Americans love football. They don't. They love the NFL. And if it's not the NFL, they don't care. 
We see it a lot here in Canada as well. There are a lot of people that are saying, oh, well, I won't watch the CFL because it's, if it's not the NFL, it's nothing. So they're not watching the USFL. They're not watching the fan-controlled football league. They're not watching the XFL. And, I mean, pretty soon it'll be the triple XFL, um, you know, because it'll have failed three times. Like, I don't know how many times you need to see this over and over and over again before people understand that spring football just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. People are watching baseball. They're watching the basketball playoffs. They're watching the hockey playoffs. They don't care about effectively minor league talent. Like these are guys that aren't even good enough for the CFL, you know, and the CFL is the second best league talent wise in the world. You've got the NFL, you've got the CFL. And so these are guys that can't get a CFL contract. Well, if you're not watching the CFL because the talent's not as good, quote unquote, as the NFL, you're definitely not watching the USFL. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me pause you for a second. So from our viewers, Randy in Winnipeg says, I've never heard of the fan-controlled football league until just now, right. which is fine. Uh, Carlos in Indianapolis says, I might watch bits of both, but I'm not getting overly invested in either league. And let me say this. I don't understand why I have a show because I'm such a unicorn. I watched every week of fan-controlled football last year. There was nothing else going on at this time, if you remember. There really, there really wasn't. No. Um, and I enjoyed it. It was, look, call me a squirrel if you want. Many have. Did you watch fan control football last year? <laughs> I, don't, the, the, I don't even know what it is. Okay, fine. Like the, the idea, like, do the fans pick the plays? Yes. <laughs> what kind of nonsense is this? <laughs> well, but like, I... Just play Madden. Well, maybe I'm just simple-minded. And I've been, <laughs> can, I've been accused of it. But John Jenkins was in it. People helped me out with the former CFL coaches that were... There were a few... CFL coach Khalil Carter, who coached here with the Stampeders, was a coach in it. Yes. Just saying. Yeah. But I enjoyed the show and the fireworks. It was a little. You go to rodeo. You follow yeah, the chucks. Yeah, of course. Last night the tarp auction. <laughs> yeah. Fireworks, smoke, music, ACDC. Whoa! This right. is awesome. Right. I enjoy the show. That's fan-controlled football. Uh, maybe the USFL will be that. Which reminds me, the coaches were announced this morning, and I will get to that. Tacola, Tacona Powell in Winnipeg says lingerie football. I did watch that. I, so did I. <laughs> but would, can you not say, are you a football fan if you won't watch any level of football? Look, I'm, I, I'm, I say that as a devil, devil's I'm a, advocate. I'm a football fan. If I'm going to go into a room and there's a football game on, I'm actively going to watch it. I, I'm going to, it, no matter what league it is, no matter what, if there's football on the TV at a bar that I'm going to or a restaurant, my eye continually glances at it. I'm watching it, but I'm not invested in it. And so am I a football fan? Yes, I love the game of football and I'll watch it when it's on. But if I'm not, if I don't have that kind of investment in it, you know, I'm a, I'm a Stampeders fan. I think there's no doubt about that. I'm a Cowboys fan. I watch all of their games. I watch games that affect their games. I do watch most of the CFL games on a weekend. But it's not like I'm not going out to do something else because there's a CFL game that's not my team on. You know, I'm not blocking off the calendar to watch those. So when you're talking about FCF and you're talking about the USFL and eventually the XFL, I mean, you know, maybe... I'll turn it on. If there's some sort of hook to get me in, then I'll probably give it a shot. But, I mean, I'm not dedicated to it because there's just not the history there to build it off of. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't go back and compare XFL seasons. Well, I feel like 
almost turning this over to you because you, you're bringing a lot of valuable info, and I appreciate it. Um, Safe Moon Dog, do you know this guy watching on YouTube? Safe <laughs> Moon Dog, he says R- Ryan's nickname is Red. Sure. Because he read a book once. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you might know him. Um, Andrew Stute in Quebec says, Rod, is that league that the players had to pay to play in? No. No, it's not. I don't know why you would say that. Don Mitchell, our Navy friend Don, writes in. He says, Farhan mentioned that a new agreement between the NFL and XFL will impact CFL recruitment. Any response from the punk? You're now referred to as the punk. You, I mean, sure. You're following that? Of course, it'll, of course it'll affect recruitment. Of course it will. There will be Americans who don't want to come play here, and there will be talented guys that end up playing in the XFL rather than the CFL. I had always maintained when the CFL and the XFL were flirting there for a bit, to me, the, the idea of a merger made sense. Not that they would play at the same time. Not that they would compete. But you can run year-round football, and if a guy wants to play in both, let him play in both. His contract wouldn't be voided in one league or the other. The guys could play year-round football. You could see talented guys playing year-round football. Now, are there Americans that won't come play CFL ball because they're playing XFL ball instead? Yes. Does the NFL partnering with the XFL mean that there are less opportunities to see CFL guys make the jump as well? Probably. Does that mean that the CFL is going to drop in quality at all? I don't think so. I think that the, the, the track record is there. You know, you, you've got guys like Alex Singleton going down to lead the, lead the Eagles in tackles. You've got guys like Cameron Wake getting the largest signing bonus uh, in recent history because he played Canadian football. The, the path is there, and I think you can sell that path, and you can also sell the fact that this league has survived. It's survived. It has more Grey Cup championship games than the XFL has games total. Take every XFL game, and you don't get to how many championship games have been played in the CFL. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you know, the, the money's got to be there to run these leagues, and I just don't know that it is. Ken Gill is watching in Pittsburgh, and he says, "Um, just before COVID hit, the XFL had better ratings than basketball, hockey, and college basketball. Once COVID hit, Vince had to put his money into WWE to keep that going. Does that affect you? You're a pro wrestling fan, right? In in his own house? (laughs) Like uh, the XFL, the XFL ratings were dropping week after week after week. They were. They saw they saw a forty to fifty percent drop." every single week in the ratings to the point where i mean it was it was getting cfl numbers in the u.s and i mean like not cfl in the u.s i mean like mm-hmm. cfl here gets about eight nine hundred thousand sometimes over a million viewers on a friday night they were seeing about six to eight hundred thousand people in the u.s in a market of three hundred thousand people on a on a channel that everybody had the numbers just weren't good and yes i am a wrestling guy yes vince pulled his money to keep the wwe okay. alive so that's true. absolutely true um but that doesn't mean, like, uh, you're closer to buying the XFL. You know, mm-hmm. like, the XFL was sold for, what, like, 15 million bucks? Yeah. I mean, you can't buy a CFL team for what they bought the entire XFL for. Uh, it's just, it's not, it's not a legitimate There's not property. much there. Uh, by the way, it's 11-11 Mountain. Just pointing that out. Hit it, guys. This tells you that the, we're on the right track. <laughs> the Opportunity Portal is opening. 
Darren uh, in Salt Lake City, he's been waiting for this discussion for like weeks. <laughs> he says the league the players paid to play in was the Spring League, okay, which drew better TV numbers than, sorry, the NHL playoffs in the United States. Probably. Uh, Andrew goes on to say, Andrew Stute says, sorry, Rod, I was watching games last year around this time that were televised. They had players pay to play. Liam Haralahu played in this league. Wasn't sure which one it was. That was the spring league. But you have to understand, if people do understand, I know you do, I don't know how many of our viewers do, Liam Haralahu ended up signing in the National Football League. Yeah. This is all about getting your name out there, mm -hmm. getting on film. Would you pay to have the opportunity to show yourself to the next level? That's what they did, and it right. worked for some of them. Yep. Right? Yep. So I don't know who landed it on the Cowboys for a while. That's what I'm saying. Yes. I mean, it's, it's my team. Investment, right? The, he made the investment to play. And, and again, these spring feature leagues are going to get guys jobs. There's no doubt about that. But so does the CFL. And the CFL sends guys down to the NFL every single year. Calgary, for a, for a while, in the, when Charleston Hughes was playing here, every year his opposite defensive end went to the NFL. They would come in. Everybody would be focused on stopping Charleston. The guy would rack up 10 sacks on the other side and get an NFL contract. It was year after year after mm -hmm. year. They were replacing the starting D-end because the guy got an NFL deal. It happens all the time. NFL players come from the CFL, they get down there, they get contracts. Anything you can do to get in and get playing time, you're going to take it. Interesting comment from Jennifer. She says, when it comes to football, I will watch every team in the NFL. CFL, I watch only the Riders. Few and far between, I'll watch the other CFL teams. That's Jennifer from the Four Seasons Sports Palace. She's the top. She's pretty much running the place, right? From a... Sports Palace. She's saying she doesn't watch other CFL teams besides the Riders, and I think that's common. And by the way, as you and I were talking off air, I was spending a lot of time talking with CFL people since I've got to Calgary. That's not necessarily... Actually, they're not Stamps people, but they're CFL people. There's a lot of them here, by the way. Did you know yes. that? And they're like, why are we even talking about fiddling with the game? Right. The game is right. great. Yes. It's why can't we fill the stadiums? Why can't, why are ratings slip going down? They should be going up. Why, they feel the game's great. I don't, think, I don't think Calgary wants to fill the stadium. Stop it. They, they don't. They don't. Okay. okay. We have a couple minutes for you to explain that. <laughs> Wild theory. Yeah, so the corners being empty in McMahon is a good thing. McMahon is an old girl. She's got great sight lines. She's got good bones, but she cannot handle a 30,000 crowd. There, it just, the facilities aren't there. Mm. I mean, you stack up as many porta potties as you can. It's not enough. The facility's not there. The Stampeders price their tickets, in my belief, at a rate that will keep the crowd at about 25 to 28,000 people. After that, they don't get, they don't give out the cheap seats anymore. Used to be when I was growing up, the corners were all full. There were 35,000 people there a game. And that's because all of the end zone tickets were 100 bucks for the entire season. Now, that 100 bucks for the entire season, those tickets still exist and they're limited to 20 rows. It used to be sections of McMahon that you could get in for 100 bucks a year. That 100 bucks a year now is limited to 20 rows. So it's because they, don't, they can't afford to have that many people coming and having a bad experience. 
And so they would rather you show up and be able to get through the lines, spend your money, and only maybe come to two or three games a year rather than coming to nine games a year and complaining all the time about how you're stuck in line and you're missing the play, how you can't get into the bathroom, how the concourses are jammed. It, McMahon, until they get a new stadium in Calgary, I believe that the Stampeders are far more comfortable with a fan experience of twenty-five to 28,000 people. So, yeah, Jeff the Stamps fan says, interesting theory, Ryan. And John Lynch, whom you know, the yes. Don Cherry of football, would say, is this a WBT, a wild Valentine theory? <laughs> That's what he would say. So hang on. We're going to break and come back. And news from our guy Gino DePauli, the voice of the Okotoks Oilers, which I have their banner on my table here every day. He says, uh, it's football talk, but a hockey sidebar, the TELUS Cup and SO Cup will be in Okotoks May 16th to the 22nd. Thank you. That's the nation's, uh, as Gino will tell you, the nation's top AAA, whatever you call it now, under 18, male and female. They used to be midget, and they can't say that anymore. Under 18, male and female national championships in Okotoks. And by the way, Okotoks, home to Brooks tonight, right, Gino? Is going to throw that out there in Spruce Grove at Drayton Valley, too. We'll be back with more of Ryan Ballantyne, Big Brother Canada, CFL Horseman Podcast, 3downnation.com. Where isn't he? We'll be right back to Gray Eagle after this uh, timeout. Calgary's entertainment destination on Game Plus TV, YouTube live streaming, and of course, 24 hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Beautiful morning in Calgary, Alberta. The gateway to the foothills is right here, Satina Nation. And by the way, the Beach Boys will be rocking the Grey Eagle Event Center. Catch the West Coast Beach Vibes with one of the most influential rock and roll bands of all time. The Beach Boys dance and sing along to the best hits of the iconic band for one night only. July 28th, that's my brother's birthday, at the Grey Eagle Event Center right here. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.ca. Ryan Ballantyne's here, man who needs no introduction. I was doing the math. These guys got to be, I think, in their 80s. The Beach Boys? They got to be. Well, I mean, I guess how, I can look it up. How many Beach Boys are left? Like, I, I, it says the Beach Boys. Yeah, but that, the, like the Temptations are still touring as the Temptations, but that's, they're, like, they're like a sports team, right? The one guy leaves, they sign a free agent, they right. bring them in. They're still, they're still the Rough Riders. They're still right. the Stampeders. Uh, and they're still point. the Beach Boys. I'm not sure how many of them are left, though. There might only be one or two. Beach Boys from from the Beach Boys. Buy your tickets, come on down and see for yeah, yourself. It's still good music. Yeah, and I feel like maybe I might be here to be able to go uh, to the concert. Ted and Red Deer watching as we have a great football discussion today with Ryan Ballantyne. Where do we start? Ted and Red Deer. Hey, that's a great theory on the Stampeders and ticket sales. First time I've heard that, and it kind of makes sense. The stadium's not built for 35000 It's built for... What did you say, 25 to 28? 25 to 28, I think, is where they're comfortable. So they don't want more than that because it'll ruin the stadium experience. I get it. Ken in Pittsburgh says the CFL offense is down because of the year off. All the players that retired or stayed away for a year and all the new players learning the game, not the offense or game. That's very possible. Ken's a big 
football fan all leagues, but you're I know you're a huge Roughnecks fan, right? You yes. go to the games. Yeah. I've talked to those people in the NLL. They had a year off. Offense is up. And it's a very similar league in terms of number of games, secondary jobs. So yeah. I'm not sold on the fact that the year off is why CFL offense is down. I don't know the answer, but I'm not sure it's because they had a year off. I think defensively you need more chemistry. I think defensively teams have suffered because they haven't had that time together. Mm -hmm. So the communication is off defensively. I think it's easier to play offensive lacrosse than it is to play defensive lacrosse. For the same reason, I think it's easier to play defensive football than it is offensive football. So I think you're seeing both sides of those games suffer in those ways Mm -hmm. because the communication that's required to play each side of those. Lacrosse is a, is a sport where offensively you can play a one- or two-man game. You can have one guy just go off and dominate like we saw Curtis Dixon do over the last weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, he comes out, he scores six goals, you know, and not, there weren't a lot of second assists on those goals either. So it was a very one-sided kind of game that they played because it was working. So defensively, I think you need more communication in lacrosse, but I think you need it more on the offensive side in football. So bringing this around to something football related, but not yeah. specific to the on-field product, I guess. I did a banquet Saturday night, as you know, when Assiniboia mm-hmm. Sask with Chris Walby and Lanny McDonald, and Walby brought up that he thought the commissioner, Randy Ambrose, has done a great job. In the room, crickets. So Walby has his opinion. He's a Hall of Famer. He's entitled to his opinion. Crickets. You were at the Ambrosi Randy's road trip stop yes. here. So what were your takeaways from it? I think Randy's in a tough spot because Randy is the face. Yeah. Right? Randy's the commissioner. But everyone kind of associates the commissioner of the CFL with like the president of the United States. Absolutely they do. And they say, oh, well, Randy should do this and Randy should do that. Well, I mean, that's where you're kind of lizard people's secret society exists right randy is a puppet with nine hands in his ass like i apologize but but that's what he is he's <laughs> figuratively got, yeah figuratively figuratively of course but randy has nine bosses the the executives of the league are the owners of the teams the team's executives all of those people are the ones in charge randy is the guy coming out and telling you what they're saying Randy is not the guy that is ultimately in control of anything. And so at that point, do I think Randy's doing a good job? I do, because I don't think that there's been a lot of negativity beyond what I think is self-generated. I think that I honestly believe the CFL, Bob Young came out and said the Hamilton Tiger Cats are in the best financial position they've been in since he owned them. And that's after a canceled season and a truncated season where they only played 14 games. And he's saying, this is our best financial position we've ever been in as a team and as a league. And yet everybody believes this doom and gloom that the CFL is, you know, one, one bad game away from being canceled. You've got a TV contract that covers the entire salary cap, right? The, the TV contract pays the players. And what, so, so what, all the ticket revenue just goes to making sure that you can show up at the game. It, it's, it's asinine to me that every public team makes money and we're supposed to believe that every private team doesn't when they're all selling the same amount of tickets and they all have capped expenses. It's impossible for me to believe. The teams that are losing money are the teams that are owned with multiple properties. And so you see those teams take a loss as an organization but 
that's a I mean so that's you think a the in good shape. Yeah, I think the league's in its in it, in the best shape it's ever been. I don't I still I believe in CFL 2.0 from a global draft standpoint. I believe that you can make fans. It wasn't going to happen overnight. And that's what everybody kind of judges all these things that Randy does on. They're like, "Well, we are 12 months into this program. Where's all the success?" That doesn't happen. That just doesn't happen. Success isn't built overnight in sports. You need time to build it. You need time to grow. So I, I do think Randy's done a good job as commissioner. Um, but again, we have to remember, he's not the boss. He doesn't decide. Well, and if you don't mind me sprinkling in comments yeah, of course. as we go, a Vancouver Electric Football Network. You know them? That's no. an account on YouTube. Vancouver Electric Football Network. They say... How about making all offensive and defensive linemen Canadian only? Then lose the Canadian ratio for all skill position roster spots. Stop it. This would help offenses and make national players marketable. No. You're going to market linemen? Just, just pure, pure broken fingers. It's the end of that's, the Andrew Harris's of the world and the Chris Getzlaff's of the world and right. the Nathan Rourke's of the world. Right. No, that's, sorry. that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Now, following your line of thinking, which... Okay. Oddly, hasn't been that difficult today. <laughs> it's because we're not mid-season. Right. Well, yeah. we'll have something to fight it's off, about. It's off-season By chances. July, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and Clay in Brandon, Clay Bombing writes, and he says, Ryan makes some great points. Great interview. The four-down thing. So are you telling me that Ambrosi really is just the front man of that whole concept? And- of course. They needed to vote on it. So until they voted on it, he couldn't say anything. Because if he said, no, we're three-down football, we're three-down football, we're three-down football, and the bosses got together and said, yeah, but we're four-down football, then he would have had to come out and go, you know what, turns out I was wrong. We're four-down football, after all. So they voted on it. Arash had, the, Arash had the report. I think there's no reason to disbelieve him. As much as CFL fans hate Arash, the guy knows what he's talking about. The guy knows what he's doing. The guy knows what he's talking about. He was inside the game for a long time. Um, I have nothing but faith in what Arash says. And, and he said the vote was 7-2. And I'm willing to believe that. I'm willing to believe it went to a vote. I'm willing to believe everything about it. Of course they're going to vote on it. 7-2 against. And the seven two, two teams against. that wanted it were Calgary and Toronto. Yes, that's what, that's what I've heard. Now, I don't particularly Why are they care voting for it. On I don't it? want four, four what, downs. Where is it coming from? I mean, you vote on a lot of things. You vote on a lot of stupid things. What if it was 7-2, yes? 7-2, yes, would have, I mean... You talk about the league being in trouble, there it is. You, you put a fourth down in Canadian football and the fans disappear. I was talking to a coach last night that said, we go to four downs, we're done. Yep. That's exactly what you're saying. Yep. You're, you're, you're just a, you're, it's nobody, we can watch four down football. There's four down spring leagues that pop up and disappear every year. Nobody wants to watch those. Nobody wants to watch. It, four down football is great in the NFL. Four-down football is great for these other feeder leagues. The CFL is built on three-down football and should stay that way forever and ever. There's only one rule change I would put in the CFL, and that's that the rouge has to be downed inbounds or bounce out of the end zone to count. That's it. Involves some skill in it. You're that's saying. it, yeah. Well, I mean, just make it so that you can take away the idea that, well, you missed a field goal and you get rewarded because no one can return it. You're right. You're right. should have to be returnable. Has to bounce through the end zone or be conceded in the end zone in order for a rouge to count. 
A missed field goal that sails through the end, you get nothing for it. That's the only rule change I would make with the CFL. Otherwise, it is God's game. It is perfect as it is. There is no need to change it. Um, yeah, the CFL doesn't need to muck with the rules or fix anything. You know, I'm open to the ratio conversation, um, you know, because of, I, I just think sometimes the volume of Americans that you've got, you know, I don't mind the idea of making Canadian players earn their spot based on skill or having this naturalized Canadian thing that where, where it'll count towards the ratio if you've played in the league for long enough. I think there's validity to that. Sure, as well. and yet the Canadian players are against it. Yeah, well, for obvious reasons. Of course, and it's interesting. Uh, by the way, mm, Jeff the Stamps fan says some of those long-serving Canadian offensive linemen are the fan favorites. Yeah, for sure. There's no doubt that they are. I don't. I'm not. But you're not going to limit them only to the line. No, but you know, Bob Poley and Roger Aldegger, two of my closest friends, and uh, yeah, I get it. But you, I get, like you say, you can't limit it to that yeah um ted in red deer says why so why do people dislike a rash i like him and find his reports great they dislike him because he speaks the truth for the exact same reason people dislike me There's some people no sunshine we, in a rash's no, world we say the things that are true and that what people in the cfl don't want to hear end of story because people don't want to face the truth in the cfl nor in society Mic drop. <laughs> That's why. How about that? Bingo! Uh, Chris, Christine in Medicine Hat, I like a rash as well and love three down football. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that the people watching this show like a rash. Um, but when this show hits Twitter and, and that clip hits Twitter, there will be people and that grumble about a rash. And you're right. It's be now, does a rash damage his, himself in that way that there's never anything positive that he reports on? Yes. Yes, and does that maybe have something to do with the idea that he works for Sportsnet, who doesn't have rights, and a lot of people think, oh, well, you're just trashing the league because you work for the competition. You know, is there, is there some bias built into there? Potentially. That doesn't mean what he says is wrong. It just means that he's not offering, you know, a balanced perspective sometimes. Well, Arash is just but, like me in that we love the league. We yeah. don't like a lot of things that are going on with the league. That's yeah. kind of where it comes from. He's worked for two teams. Uh, Barry Alt writes in. He says, I'm not sure if anyone touched on this, but pretty sure CFL moving the inside hash marks closer together to generate more offense. I don't know if that's going to happen. It was Huff's idea, apparently. Yeah, yeah it is Huff's idea, which is interesting because you'd have to redo the field at McMahon. Um, because the, the hash marks are sewn in. So <laughs> very expensive to do. We're not get some, get some new turf there. Um, but I mean, I, I, look, I'm, I'm never going to question Huff when it comes to how football works. <laughs> how can you, 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 you can't, can't like if Huff says it'll create more offense, then I a hundred percent agree with that. We're all, but you wouldn't, if Jones said it, you'd argue it. Well, I mean, if, I, there's a lot of things I would argue with, with what Jones says. Um, <laughs> but that's more just a history. Yeah. You know? historical sense ryan h on youtube uh, great to have ryan valentine's take today loving the cfl talk uh jeff the stams fan says god's game god's team god's quarterback and god's stadium are all in calgary <laughs> so there you go three out of four oh, i'm with you three barry out of four barry says it's a go boys and Barry might know as a longtime stadium worker right barry uh, if it's a go great 
Let's just go. Let's get playing. I think, well, we got to break and bring in our next guy. Okay. Uh, anything else before we let you go? Uh, no, I just, uh, a pleasure being here. Good, good to see you. A again. riot. And, uh, and can't wait to come back. Let's and do, do it lots again. more. Yeah. For next sure. time we'll talk Big Brother Canada. For too. sure. Okay. Yeah. Go, uh, Kevin. Ryan Keenan joining us next from the Saskatchewan Rush of the National Lacrosse League. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and you can always find the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. It is the RP Show Hump Day Edition, episode number 737. And I'm telling you that, uh, there you go, you're getting a look at the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. We're broadcasting from the Events Center. Uh, this is quite an NLL hub here in Calgary, and the Roughnecks are coming off a two-game weekend sweep. It wasn't a playoff series last weekend, but it was huge for them. And the Saskatchewan Rush notched a massive victory Saturday night at home at the Sastel Center, 15-13 over the Vancouver Warriors. And we're very pleased to welcome Ryan Keenan of the Saskatchewan Rush, who I'm not sure probably doesn't know that I do own a Keenan jersey. So this is a pleasure, Ryan, to have you on the program. And how's the spirits with this club coming off that victory over Vancouver on the weekend? Yeah, well, uh, thanks for having me, Rod. And I didn't know you own a jersey, so I appreciate the support. Yes. Um, spirit, spirits are high on the, on the team right now. Um, you know, we, we needed a win, obviously. We've needed one for, for a while. But, uh, you know, we're, we're still a confident group. We're, we're taking it one game at a time here. You know, we still have a chance to get in. So um, it, it was a really – it was a good feeling um, in the room after. I think it was the, the most our offense has clicked probably all season, put in a full 60 minutes. So um yeah we're feeling good what if i don't if you don't mind me asking was the difference to be honest you scored a lot of goals you did allow probably more than you liked, but it was a win over a team you had to beat in this playoff chase what was the change other than the obvious on the bench but what on the court on the field what was different yeah uh we played with a lot of confidence i felt like something we've kind of been lacking as a cohesive group you know it's it's been a work in progress. We had, you know, quite a bit of change over this year in terms of personnel and stuff. So maybe it's just it's taken this long for us to kind of get things clicking and 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 get the chemistry going. Um, you know, yeah, the change behind the bench was, I, I think, a surprise for for a lot of us. And um, it's it's tough when it looks like it's you know the blame's put on Jeff because in in no way, shape, or form is it all on him? It's, it's every one of the guys on the team for what's happened so far. So, um, but, but I think it was a different feel, you know, in the room with, with Jimmy stepping up a different voice for us, the guys love him behind the bench. Um, you know, I, I think things were a lot lighter this week at practice, you know, at shoot around. And, um, I think the guys played like that. They played just kind of a, a little looser, a little more confidence and, um, the results showed. Well, let's be honest, I've been around sports a long time, as have you and your family. A lot of times when a coach loses his job, there's a, there's a feeling of guilt within the locker room quite often. And it doesn't always, isn't sustainable. Like how moving ahead, you got to win every game the rest of the way, right? So when you look at, and you got a great opponent coming in this weekend in Colorado. What's, what's your take on this Saturday's home game? 
Yeah, uh, you know, mathematically, I think we're we're still in, so we're we're, we're taking it game by game. Colorado is always a uh, a tough a tough battle between us. So usually it's you know down to one or two goals. That's been the case this year. We've we've split the game so far. So um, you know, no matter where we are, we always love to beat these guys, and and we're, we're fighting for the season series with them right now. So um, it'll be a good battle. It always it always is with them. We always you know give a good game for the. Uh, for, for the fans at home. So um, looking forward to it. Former number one overall draft pick, Ryan Keenan of the Saskatchewan Rush with us. And I got to say, your dad was on here a few weeks ago, the general manager, and he said that you were spending some time out in the West Coast. And uh, we talked about that. And I said, has Derek asked for a trade, or has Ryan asked for a trade yet to the West Coast? Have you considered it? How badly do you want to be on the West Coast, Ryan? Because it could happen, you know. No, <laughs> it could happen. Yeah, who, who knows? Um, there, that, that's up to the the GM to decide. But uh, no, I'm <laughs> I'm perfect. I'm perfectly happy where I am. Um, playing in front of the fans I play for, the organization, all the success we've had. Um, I'm I'm perfectly happy right where I am, and uh, you know the results just haven't been there this year. But um, long run, I'm still. Uh, I have full confidence in this organization, and we're going to turn things around. Of course, and uh, I say that tongue-in-cheek, but uh, Derek did tell me why you were down there, and I'm like, well, there's a team in San Diego not that far away, so he kind of gave me that sly Mm -hmm. smile just like uh, you just did. But, I mean, Saskatoon's kind of been home for you, right? I mean, what is it that you love about playing for this franchise? Because I think we all feel at 5-10, and this is a, uh, what do you call it, a blip or an anomaly, not a direction of the Saskatchewan rush. I mean, what do you love about being part of this team, the only team that you've ever known? Yeah, I mean, you go to the the games, Rod. You know the the atmosphere and the the passion among among the fans and in the entire province. Really, um, it really is special in our league. You know, a few other teams have some some great fan bases and and, and good support, but um, I think it's it's different coming here, and it's pretty special. Um, the love and support, e- even this year. You know, when we've we've had these losses and uh, a lot of heartbreakers, and and you know we've the just how frustrated we've been and, and feeling that we've let, you know, let the organization down and the fans down, but the support has been unbelievable. You know, they've been with us the entire season. Um, you know, our, our, our new ownership this year and the Priestners have been fantastic for, to us, um, treating every guy extremely well. Um, and uh, there, there's just a lot of support. There's a, it's just a very well-run, professionally-run organization lots of support and um you know we still have a lot of our core guys in the team you know great buddies of mine guys have been together playing together for a long time so it's a tight-knit group um and uh, a lot of love and support for each other oh there's absolutely no doubt about it and the mark matthews of the world the jeff shatlers these have become household names in saskatchewan and who knows, like you say, with the playoffs, you just got to win the rest of the way and get a little help. That's the position you guys have put yourselves in. But at least I mean, you must feel like you're in playoffs now. You've been around long enough, Ryan. You've played playoff games. Is that the feel that you have now on a, every weekend? That's the feel, for sure. Yeah, it's been like that for, for a few weeks. Um, it's kind of, you know, every shift's, every shift's important, every, every break one way or the other um we haven't been in this position for you know however many years since i've been in the league it's kind of we've always kind of been in the driver's seat this time of the year so it's a different feeling but 
at the end of the day, no matter what happens, I know obviously we need a little help around the league, but we're going to play every, it's a proud organization, right? Uh, with a winning culture. So um, no matter what, no matter how things shake out, we're going to play right to the end of the season and try and win every game here. Well, you can sense it not just on what I'm watching on the floor, but I can also sense it in the crowd. And obviously you can too. I mean, every goal, they're celebrating like it's the Stanley Cup. You know, so the fans know they're, they're right on board with what you're doing. And I got to ask you, it's just amongst the guys when you guys are traveling and stuff and you look at lacrosse being the fastest growing sport on the continent, the league exploding with the expansion, you're going to be playing in Vegas next year on the road. How exciting is it to be in the eye of that hurricane, Ryan, like yourself, to know that what's on the horizon for this league? It's very exciting, you know, still at kind of a, a young, younger stage in my career. Um, it's great to see what the league's doing, the strides they've taken um, with expansion. You know, I think there's some, a few more teams on the docket here uh, to continue expansion. Vegas should be, you know, really exciting. Um, I, I, you know, I've, I've been kind of in, around the league since I was young. My dad being an assistant coach in Toronto since the early 2000s, him playing. And I, I've, I've, you know, been around to see the ups and downs of the league when, when teams were folding and it was through a bit of a dark time in the league and now to see it on the rise right now and, and the growth of the game, it's, uh, it's exciting to be a part of. It's exciting to watch for sure. And, uh, to be a fan of, well, Ryan, thanks for the time. Good luck on Saturday night. I uh, really hope you guys get into the playoffs. You certainly got the, it seems like you're going in the right direction. So thanks for the time here. And, uh, thanks for being my fan favorite. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. I appreciate the support. Ryan Keenan of the Saskatchewan Rush. They are home on Saturday night to the Colorado Mammoth, their second biggest rival. And you can get your tickets at ticketmaster.ca. Get them today. We'll be back with overtime right after this. It'll be just me and you. Viewer takeover for Taco Time. We'll go over the poll results, answer all your questions and comments. It is the RP Show live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus TV. Live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Here we go one more time. I did not expect to be coming back to Alberta and have snow on the ground and uh, be in the negative of temperatures, but it is what it is. Beautiful look at Sutina Nation in the background here behind Grey Eagle. We are in the uh, gateway to the foothills right here having a great time. And this is Overtime, proudly brought to you by Taco Time with over 120 locations across Canada. There's always one near you. And uh, it adorns my laptop each and every day. All ingredients sourced in Canada. Before I get to a sports update, just some comments that have come in. Ted in Red Deer says, Every NLL guy seems well-spoken and down-to-earth. Great for promoting the league. I know, right? I just love these guys. I just love the league. I love the brand of the sport. And uh, we're just trying to do our part. And if everybody did their part, what a world, what a place the world would be, especially for the NLL. Having the games on TSN doesn't hurt either. And ESPN Plus in the States. 
Uh, Tacona in Winnipeg says, Rod, any word on the Pats ice makeup game? Your Pats need the game for the possible playoffs. Yes, we announced it later. Uh, sorry, earlier. The Regina Pats and Winnipeg games, which were supposed to be played in Winnipeg Thursday, Friday, have now been moved to Regina for Friday, Saturday. And I know that we have a lot of viewers in Winnipeg, so I will say take care out there. I don't know if your safety is in question. It doesn't seem like it is. I'm seeing more funny things said on Twitter. Like, for instance, why is I'm seeing people, Winnipeggers, saying on Twitter, why are you filling up with gas? Where are, you going, where are you going to go? So bundle up. I hope you're not without power. Stay safe and help each other out. I would think over the last two years, we've all been through worse. If you help each other out over there, I think you'll be fine. But that's not to belittle the situation you're going through. Sports update, the Toronto Blue Jays and New York Yankees continue their four-game series in the Bronx tonight. The Yankees beat Toronto 4-0 last night to even the series at one win each. Jose Barrios is set to start for the Blue Jays against Yankees ace Garrett Cole. Nice little doubleheader setting up for me tonight on the old boob tube. Blue Jays-Yankees followed by Hitman Rebels on TSN. Also tonight, Seattle at Vancouver in the dub. In the NHL tonight, the Montreal Canadiens visit the Blue Jackets in one of three games. Habs have just three wins over the last ten. Elsewhere, Philly welcomes the Rangers. Colorado hosts Los Angeles. The NHL has postponed tonight's scheduled matchup between the Seattle Kraken and Winnipeg Jets due to a winter storm sweeping through southern Manitoba. The NHL says the game will be instead be played in the afternoon of May 1st. The NBA play-in tournament continues tonight with a pair of games. The Atlanta Hawks host the Charlotte Hornets with the winner moving on to face Cleveland for the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. The winner of tonight's game in New Orleans between the Pelicans and the Spurs will face the Clippers for the eighth seed in the Western Conference. Steph Curry's status for Golden State's playoff opener Saturday against Denver remains unclear as he rehabs a sprained ligament in his left foot. And from the golf world, Tiger Woods fell short of his goal of winning the Masters Golf Tournament in his stunning return from serious injury suffered in an automobile incident, accident, but he was a winner for the television networks who followed the event. CBS's coverage of the final round averaged nearly 10.2 million viewers, the most for any golf telecast since 2019 when Tiger last won the coveted green jacket. The sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. For Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, order yours now at g2gbars.ca. They are nutrition coach certified. And you can get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. That's g2gbars.ca. Also for the Tap Brew House and Liquor Store, for Ballers Rec Room, and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Just checking in on the viewers here because it is taco time, viewer takeover. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with all those bobbleheads. It was supposed to be Carson Lambeau's bobblehead night. I don't know. Write the, write the ice. Ask Munzee. I guess they'll just hang on to them and hand them out at a playoff game. Interesting topic that I stirred up in Winnipeg that if, the, if and when the Jets miss the playoffs, which eventually they're going to, would the Winnipeg guys, could or would they consider moving their playoff games from the tiny Wayne Fleming Arena, the Ice Cave, into Canada Life Center, the host of the Jets? 
And it's got the Winnipeg media talking hustler saying to me, well, the Moose are playing. Sure, but the Jets won't be. So you'll have all those open dates. Instead of cramming everybody into the tiny old Wayne Fleming Arena, why would you not move into Canada Life Center? Because again, the ice, the number one team in all of Canadian junior hockey, feels to me like something that Winnipeg can get behind, something that they're ready to get behind. It's to be the greatest thing for Winnipeg junior hockey in history. Mm, good question from Tacona. He says, how the heck do I use a ticket in Regina? My guess is, Tacona, call the ice, and they will uh, honor your ticket for the playoffs, uh, for that one game. I can speak for the Winnipeg guys. I'm sure they'll do that. Coming up on tomorrow's program, very excited. Last minute of play, by the way. Last minute of play in the RP show. Very excited for these guests. WHL Commissioner Ron Robison. A longtime good friend of mine, the pride of Indian Head, Saskatchewan, Ron Robison down here at the Gray Eagle. Also, Kristen Anderson, KO as we know her, longtime Calgary writer. I see it says sports broadcaster. No, she is a writer at the Calgary Sun and Calgary Herald, now known as Kristen Anderson. When I met her, Kristen Odlin, KO, she'll be down here talking flames, maybe a little stamps, and she's going to join, to join the Calgary Stampede office. And NLL insider Stephen Stamp to uh, preview a very big uh, weekend of the NLL. So thanks to Kevin Smith, Nolan Meyer, Ryan Valentine, Ryan Keenan, and Clark for lining it all up. Director Jordan for keeping us in the air. And we'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern, maybe on Game Plus, definitely here on YouTube Live. While there's smoke, there's fire. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.